Today, we are talking about goal setting, which, I'll be honest, is not my favorite subject. Or rather, it wasn't. Until Steph started talking about it. What you're about to hear is Steph completely blowing my mind and probably yours about how to set goals. Goals that come from inside you, goals you believe, goals you won't fizzle out on, and goals that won't burn you out. I made a downloadable worksheet sort of toolkit thing for this episode, which you'll find at fizzleshow.co slash 194. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! What's up, everybody? This is The Fizzle Show, where every Friday we publish another conversation to educate and motivate people who work for themselves. Because doing it on your own, you're just so prone to fizzle out. I mean, it's a nightmare. It's so... The voices in my head are enough to keep me from doing the work that I need to do, you know? Now, if you want to go deeper than just this podcast episode or just this podcast, we have got depth. This is what we do for a living. Training, community support, weekly coaching calls, interviews with successful founders about how they did it, and a guided roadmap through every stage of business. Join the thousands plus people getting training, motivation, and support to actually stay persistent and inspired in their business. As a Fizzle Show listener, person listening to this show right now, you can go to fizzle.co slash try five to get five weeks for free, okay? Don't fizzle out, don't burn out. Instead, make steady progress towards the life that you design. Fizzle.co slash try five. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 194. Like I said, I made a little worksheet for this one. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. I tell you what, Steph knows what we're talking about today. All right. I, because I we're talking about we're talking about some crazy stuff. Setting goals. Now I have goal a very, setting. I have a very complicated relationship to goal setting, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted what I had heard, Steph, was that you have this process for thinking about your goals in the coming year. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this is something that that we're big about in Fizzle. You know, we we love this uh earlier this week we published an article about doing an end of year planning for your uh, for your entrepreneurial year. The thing is, is like most entrepreneurs don't do an end of year planning thing because, or end of year review rather, because we're really busy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because we're super busy. It's the end of the year. We've got all this Christmas stuff to do. You know, we've got New Year's. We've got yada yada yada. So the last thing I'm going to do is look at the end of the year. And to look at the at the previous year and go like, what did I do well or not? But we found that that's actually a really, really good way to let a plan fall out for next year, to let some strategies and some learnings come for next year. Um, because there's another danger where if you plan, you make the wrong plan, you could totally burn out, right? And this is my challenge in some ways with, with goal planning or setting goals. Um, so what I would love to do, Steph, is just get into, I want you to, to walk Corbin and I through how you set your goals. Like what, what framework do you use? What is a process? Mm -hmm. How does it feel when you're doing this stuff? I want to know what are you actively working on right now for setting your goals for 2017? Yep. And maybe we can, uh, we can, uh, we can, we can give some of our experience with goal setting because Corbin, I know has some as, as do I, and we can kind of like go like, like here's, here's goals. Here's, here's, let's talk about goals, guys. That's what I'm interested mm-hmm. in doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd also love to know, like, why do you do this and how long have you been doing it and Totes. what sort of things are included in this process? Oh, totally. Yep. So first I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm sure there are some people out there who are listening to this and they're rolling their eyes so hard and they're like, oh my God, we have to talk about goal setting. And I just want those people to know that I totally feel you and understand you because there's like so much talk about goal setting. There's New Year's resolutions. There's, you know, the sort of like pomp and circumstance of January 1st. And I I totally understand why that's just, I, I don't want this to come across as like just another goal setting conversation. I hope it won't be that because I get that goal setting can be totally just played and kind of, you know, just old in terms of something that we talk about at this time of year, right? So for me, yeah. the first thing I think is that goal setting 
it can be whatever you want it to be. And I, I like to try to be playful in this process. I like to try to have fun with it. And this is totally something that needs to evolve over the course of the following year. I think that, you know, the, the worst feeling is when you make yourself feel like you set these really lofty goals. And then by February, you can already tell that you've, that you, you know, you're not going to hit your goals. So then you feel like you suck. And then the rest of the year is kind of like a wash. Right. So that's like the first thing I think is just acknowledging that this doesn't have to be like a super regimented and um, obligatory process. It can be something that's kind of visionary and fun and exciting, I think. And that's kind of, I, I hope that will come through when I, when I talk about how I do it. And I actually, I came prepared you guys. I have I actually have five steps to how I set goals. This, what? Yeah. This is what happens <laughs> I get, when you have Steph yeah. organize the topic yeah. for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like this was coming. Yep. Yeah. I did. Right. All right. So if, hey, if you guys want me to, I will just go ahead and get right into it. And then I'd love to hear how this is similar or different from, from what you guys like to do. And of course, any struggles that you've had when it comes to goal setting too. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Let's All get right. into it. Okay, so a couple disclaimers up front. I just want to say, first of all, I like to plan for, I've done goal setting a, a whole bunch of different ways, right? Especially coming from, I guess, a more, you could say, traditional uh, professional background. I'm kind of used to setting goals quarterly, and I think a lot of people are used to doing that. Um, I actually really enjoy setting goals for a whole year. If you can, and I know it's scary and crazy because you can't foresee what is going to happen over the course of an entire year, but there's something really refreshing and exciting to me about thinking about what 2017 is going to be like, you know, as, as a, as a big, massive year. So I'm going to talk about goal setting for an entire year and, and how to, how I kind of approach that. And then the second thing I'll say is I've mentioned this resource on this show before, but for people out there who are, who are like really into this, there is a resource that I love that I use year over year and it's Lara Casey's power sheets. You can go to laracasey.com. Um, she's fantastic. L A U. It's L A R A. And then, okay. yeah, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y. Um, okay, she she has this whole workbook. I've used her workbook year over year. I've kind of pulled in my own pieces, but it's very a very pretty experience. It's a very uh, pleasant experience, and it's a lot of fun. So that's a really great thing to check out for people who are kind of into this whole thing. Um, so those that's are kind of pretty my two- bold name for your product, Power Sheets. Power, power sheets. sheets. They are very powerful. They're great. Welcome to Power Sheets. <laughs> power Sheets. I feel like that's like a that's like a man farting under the sheets game show. <laughs> oh my God. Of course What's you up, take man? It I'm Squeeze and this is the breeze. And we're here talking about Power Sheets. It's the finals of what has been an incredible year in Power Sheets. Oh Lord. <laughs> wow. That's silly. Okay, keep going. All right. Okay, so I'm going to get into my, these are just my five little steps as I was thinking about how I like to do it. So the first one is brain dump ideas for the year. Okay. So we actually talked about this. I can't remember which episode it was, but recently the three of us talked about this idea of, of doing a brain dump, right? And it's yeah. especially useful when you're thinking about your whole next year. Cause if you're thinking to yourself 12 months, like what am I going to accomplish in 12 months? I like to start by going really, really big, like as big as I can possibly conceive. Maybe even like Mm -hmm. an example might be like, I'm going to write a book in 2017 or I'm going to appear on television in 2017, like something super big and just like set a timer for 10 minutes or something and just write down as many ideas as you possibly can of things that you want that you've dreamt of accomplishing at some point in your life. So I like starting with a brain dump just to kind of like get the juices flowing and just get that energy up. Again, this is about having some fun with it instead of it being this like obligatory, scary process. So I always like, we've talked on this show before about, you know, every single week we talked about having a brain dump to kind of think about all the tasks that are floating around in your brain before you sit down to work on Monday. It's kind of no different for me. I don't really feel comfortable starting a year without like getting on paper everything that could possibly happen next year and then having that be my canvas as I as I move forward into the goal setting process. So that's the whoa, first one whoa, for whoa. me. Hold on, hold yeah, on, hold right. on. I got some questions about this. This, this actually is kind of exciting. I, I Tell me more stuff. Okay. Tell me more. You set your timer for 15 minutes? Yeah, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And you just and don't- And you just write what the, like the, the, the big things that could possibly happen. Yeah, like don't even, don't edit yourself, I think is really important. Just anything you can think of, anything you've dreamt of, anything that is, maybe you're, maybe not, you're not even sure you're interested in it, right? But just some, anything that comes to mind and don't read it as you're doing it, just jot down as many things. Some people I've talked to like to draw when they do this type of thing. You can do anything. But just for 10 to 15 minutes, just think of like the the coolest things that could happen next year and just put as many, challenge yourself to put as many things on paper as you can in that time frame. Wow. So even if you're not that into it, you just write it down anyways. You're not editing. You're just whatever comes up. 
as you're thinking sort of in this mode of like, what are the biggest things I could do next year? You're trying to zoom out and going like the biggest of the big ideas, be on, like you said, write a book, yeah. appear on television, et cetera. Yeah, I want to make $100,000. I want to travel to Asia. You know, anything that you've ever thought of that's like, you know, just 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 something we all kind of have those like, I don't know, those those bigger goals or those more ephemeral goals floating around. I say just capture them on paper to start with. And um, it, it's kind of again, it, it just gets the juices flowing, gets the creativity started and kind of like you're, I, I, when I do this, I kind of feel my adrenaline start to go because I'm like and we've talked before on the show, but there's like some competitiveness with myself here. But I like to see like how big can I how big can I go with this? And then I'll I'll get more. um process oriented and more realistic as I go into the process. But this is kind of like the yeah. blue sky fun part of, of goal planning for me. Nice. Wow. So, and, and hold on. Um, was there any review of the last year as part of this process or is that coming? So that's actually my second step. Yes. Oh, what, <laughs> what, what? It's almost all like, right, well, I don't mean to move you off of the first step if there's more to it. That's all I have. I don't know if you guys ever do anything like that, but for me, that's, that's just no, how I No, Steph, started. I have never done this. I have never you would done love it. this. I like, think you'd love it. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm hovering in my chair. <laughs> I can't wait to dive into my damn journal. Like a <laughs> freshman in high school, just going nuts. Yeah. That's the idea. And and it's interesting. So this, so this is a great example. The energy that you have, I think, is, is exactly what I mean when I say flipping this idea of goal setting being this like monotonous, like, what am I going to do next year? Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. like that. It can be fun. It can be whimsical and it can be almost childlike in a way. Yeah, no, this is a great idea, especially to start with, because it does get those juices flowing. It gets your energy up a little bit. It gets you, uh, it gets you create. It gets you thinking creatively. Mm -hmm. And if you can just turn off that little judgment, a little piece of shit, judgment right. voice in your head that's going like, "Yeah, right. You really think you're gonna be on TV? Yeah, right. You really think you yeah. make that much money? Yeah, right. You think you you think you deserve to be on that stage with those people? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? If you could just like shush, 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 shush. Okay, thank you for all your help in the past, but right now I don't need you right. this minute. I'm going to I'm going to allow myself to run free here. That can be a really powerful way to just like, yeah, get these juices fl flowing and actually create a lot of like store up a lot of kinetic energy for like, dude, this could lead to some great ideas that might actually could happen. Yep. You know, exactly. OK, so then your next step is what the next step as Corbett gave me a perfect segue is what worked last year and what did not. So here's how I like to do this one. I take a piece of paper and just draw a line right down the middle and on the left hand side like to write down what did not work and on the right hand side what worked so you can do and i think this depends on the personality right i bet if corbett did this versus if i did this it would probably look a lot different in terms of approach but for me i tend to do this a little bit more kind of feeling based so when i think of things that didn't work last year i might say something like um i don't know valuing what other people think about my work you know what the, just feelings mm -hmm. or like things that I don't feel like served me in the past year or maybe traps mm -hmm. I fell into, maybe excuse making would be one for some people or um, limiting beliefs. I don't know. You could get like creative with this. You could get really specific in terms of maybe if you're talking about your business, you could write down things that didn't work in terms of like different marketing tactics that you tried, different engagements that you took part in. So on the left-hand side, what did not work last year? And on the right-hand side, what did work? So what did what did go well? You know, was it, you know, we've talked about like doing a weekly check-in every week or keeping some kind of progress log or journaling. Um, maybe there's like certain, you know, blog posts that you wrote in 2016 that worked really well or you've identified some things that uh, worked well in your business. So I like to kind of do this interplay between what did not work and what did work on all on one page. Okay, and this... And this is um, not limited to projects or goals. Right. It's, it's also inclusive of... Um, the process that you used and, yes. and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Got it. So it's not just what you just said, Corey, it's not just projects, not just these outcomes or goals and particular things you're looking for. It's also commenting on the process itself. Yeah. Yep. Right? And your, your, probably your work habits and, yes. yeah. and, um, and then is this also, uh, do you also cover like personal life, family life? Absolutely. Kind of oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I was going back through my, my, uh, from last year, just to kind of, I haven't done next year yet. That's my goal for the next couple of weeks. But for, I looked, was looking through last year. And one of the things I wrote down for what didn't work was comparing myself to other people. So that's an example, right? So maybe like we've talked on the, on the show before about like Instagram perfect or looking at people who are further ahead than you and feeling less than. So that was something I wrote down that did not serve me in 2015. 
And so that was on my left-hand side. On my right-hand side for things that worked, I said, having conversation, like meeting new people and being inspired by their story. So there's like, you Mm -hmm. can kind of make them related or not, but yes. So it can be related to super specific projects or it can just be more like feelings or more like things that you've caught yourself doing uh, unhealthy patterns, whether it's personal or professional. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you've just, what I like about this is it's built into this, just grab a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle on the left side. What didn't work on the right side? What did work? And again, in that same energy of just write, just write, just write, don't edit, don't edit, don't edit, come back and edit later if you need to. But, uh, but that, 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 um, that in and of itself is like a fun little exercise. You could do it. Yep. Corbett, can you think of something that didn't work? I just, I want to put us on the spot real quick. Mm. If you were making something on the left-hand side, what would it be? Something that didn't work for us that, that we feel like discussing publicly. In front yeah. Of that we feel like dis- <laughs> just you, me, <laughs> Steph. All right. Maybe we should, listener. we should hold off on that for a little while. Cause, cause that might get ra- racy. No, but, uh, but I'll be thinking about one trying to see if, cause I definitely want to want to do this. This one's exciting as well because it's, it's a, it's an exercise. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, there's not like a right answer to it. You're yeah, really, I'm sitting you know, you're thinking like this whole so far we'll see Steph. You're yeah. Only we'll two steps see. In. We'll see. But I'm thinking like this might be fun uh, as a group as well. Yeah. Yes. This sort of yeah. process. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know one that, thing, that post that we oh, go for it, Steph. I was just going to say one thing that I wrote down just from my world in fizzle in terms of things that didn't work for me when I was doing this uh, go, going into 2016 on the, my left-hand side was, so I hand, as pe- a lot of people know, I handle all of the support email in Fizzle, right? One thing that didn't work for me was coming back to that thing like a million times over the day. So I would find myself like ping-ponging back into Intercom, which is the system yeah. that we use to yeah. handle support. And uh, I, I got in a really bad habit of doing that because I wanted people to have a good experience. I wanted to give timely responses. So a change that I made in 2016 as a result of that was I only bang through all of our tickets once, maybe twice in a 24-hour mm. period. I'm very committed to doing yeah. that, yeah. but I don't go back and forth 10 times like I used to. So for me, that was yeah. something on the left-hand side was checking that box you know, 10 times a day. That's great. I love that. Love that. That's totally perfect example of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, just a tangible like how it affects your year. Like you, because what I love about this one is you notice, you become mm-hmm. aware of a pattern. And the, and the only way you, the only reason why, I've been noticing this with journaling too. The only reason why you notice it is because you have an opportunity to write it down. Like it's yep. because you have some sort of invitation to like write it down. And once you are forced to put it into concrete words on paper, and then you see it the next day mm-hmm. and the next day, and then as it comes out of you or something like that, you're like, oh, this is a thing. It's a pa- I can choose to do this or not, mm-hmm. you know? I yep. love that stuff. Okay, what's what's number three? Yeah, so I want to um, play oh, yeah. play off of one thing that you said, Chase, to get me into number three that was really important. So something you said about number two was that uh, you emphasize not editing this, right? And this is really important, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. because yeah. if you don't edit what didn't work, what did work, you just kind of see what comes out. I have found doing this a few years now that there's usually something kind of thematic or I can start to draw mm-hmm. some conclusions that lead me into what happens in the third step, which is figuring out what I'm saying no to and what I'm saying yes to in the next year. So once you've talked about what you've thought about, what didn't work last year, what did work, you can ask yourself, what am I going to say no to strategically? And what am I going to say yes to in 2017? Mm. This one is really exciting. This is when you can kind of start to like get some oomph behind it and get like, you know, kind of mad about it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, I just felt her like doing her like a dance move on that. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because, you know, I think for so many of us, especially those who are, you know, we're, we're trying to run businesses, but we have families, we have day jobs, there's like so much going on. You find yourself just saying yes to everything. And I think in some ways it's good to be like a yes person, but in a lot of ways that can make you feel exhausted. That can make you feel like you don't have anything left to give. So this is where we strategically say, okay, like what, what, did I, what did I say yes to last year that just is not serving me that I need to let go of? You know, maybe it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it could be friendships that are, you know, maybe you need to close a relationship with someone. Maybe it has to do with a hobby that's just kind of or like a project that you were kind of doing on the side that's just, you don't have the energy and you need to make the tough decision to hang up the cleats on it. But I love looking at what didn't work last year, what did, and then strategically asking myself, what am I going to say yes to? What do I want more of in my life next year? And what do I need to just let go? go of in order to create more room for the things that I'm excited about. So those two kind of play together. So once you know what didn't work and what did, you can say, what am I going to say yes to? And what am I going to strategically intentionally say no to or let go of in the coming year? Nice. So when you say strategically let go of, explain more to me about how that process might look. Like I find a thing, 
I say, no, yeah. I'm not, not going to do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think once you, so in step two, we talked about what did work and what did not work, right? So once you've mm-hmm. identified what didn't work, and again, to your important point, Chase, if you weren't editing yourself, you might have some surprising answers about what didn't work. Maybe there's a tough yeah. decision in there somewhere. Maybe there's kind of like that nasty feeling you get in your gut about something that you've kind of been thinking about moving away from, but you need to maybe find a way to give yourself permission to do that. That's what happens in this third step. That's where you look at it and say, okay, you know, I've been, I don't know, like for some reason, a lot of personal stuff tends to come up, at least for me. Like I think about, you know, we only have so much time. So there have been times where it might be like, like I mentioned a friendship or like maybe a relationship that I've been keeping going just because I always have that for some reason, maybe it's just not aligning with how, you know, where my life is going or the, or the type of um, positivity I want to have in my life. I might decide to no longer pour energy into that because I want to put it somewhere else. So that would be one example. Um, say, another thing you could say no to would be things like, you know, self-judgment or, you know, feeling like you're not good enough. So you can say no to feelings as well and say yes to, um, you know, giving yourself a break, making sure that you are like closing your laptop at the end of the day to, to you know, practice self-care, things like that. So it, it, this is really big in terms of giving yourself permission to, to, to do the things that are going to set you up for what you really want to feel like next year, I think is the important mm. thing here. Is, is I think permission. that's really, I'm going to repeat, repeat that this is really big for giving yourself permission to do Mm -hmm. the things that you are just noticing could lead to sort of where you want to be yes right i think that's a really big moment this i love what you're what you're stating steph this idea of like okay we're not we're not editing in step one and step two we're just writing whatever comes to mind then in step three this is where the rubber sort of meets the road and we're looking at this for the first time kind of critically going now which one of these are am i at should I actually say no to? Mm-hmm. And which of these should I actually say yes to and strategically both let go of and make room for other things, you know? Yeah. And that that is, it seems like really in some ways the battle for the life you want to live is is, yes. is fought right there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, one thing you might say no to is email and phone and social media after five or six or seven o'clock. You know, if, if you're saying yes to more family time, if you're saying yes to picking yeah. up a new hobby, if you're saying yes to um, practicing yoga, who knows, right? But in order, instead of, I think we all try to just pile on more and more and more. This is the, the part where you say, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to make more room for myself to get healthy and, and say no to something that's just not working that maybe I've always thought I had to do. These are, these are interesting. Okay, I'm really well, liking and, and, these. Yeah, I like the balance because realistically, when you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. Right, but most yeah. of us and don't, or don't, a lot of us don't, I think. Right, and you just set yourself up for failure. Now, Steph, you might be covering this in your next points mm-hmm. uh, in some way, but I'm curious about, I want to say yes to something. I'm excited about it. I I'm, I'm, feel like I'm ready to go for it. And then nothing happens. Right. Right? Yep. So, okay. Tell me about this. Okay. So this, this, so this does a great segue for the next one. So the steps okay. four and five are actually... I kind of debated which order to put them in because I've done it both ways. So these next ones are going to be interchangeable. Um, By the way, I have to say, Steph, you are (laughs) blowing me away with how rich your experience is with this thing. This is awesome. This is something I All of these so far have been like, yeah, no, this needs to be like a new guide within Fizzle for sure. This is awesome. This is good stuff. Okay, so I'm going to actually switch up all, all, and you guys can tell me what you think. Maybe you can react to this. So the next one that I have, I'll the next one I'll put, say number four is 10 goals, why, and mm-hmm. many steps for each one. So this is where now the rubber meets the road, okay? So you've let's just look, review what we've done so far, right? We've done a blue sky brain dump for all the crazy ideas you could possibly take on in 2017. You've reviewed mm-hmm. what didn't work last year as well as what did. And you've decided what you are saying yes to and perhaps as a result, what you need to say no to, what you want to let go of for the coming year. So now we mm-hmm. can, we've can we done sort of like this heart work. We can get into the nitty yeah. gritty of what are we going to do in 2017? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'd like to do 10 goals. I, I like to, um, and oh, let me actually just pause there. I like to do 10 goals. I know it sounds like a lot, but for me, this is like, and it doesn't have, you don't have to be dogmatic about this. Like there have definitely been years where I had eight or 11, but I yeah. kind of like 10 yeah. because I have found a nice division between five, roughly five professional and five personal. Um, and within the personal, there might be a family goal. There might be an individual goal. There might be a personal development goal. Um, same thing with professional. There might be a, you know, couple fizzle goals. There might be a professional self-development goal for just kind of who I am, you know, 
just mm-hmm. as a person. Um, so I like to do 10. And within each of these, I like to have, I like to write out my why for each one. Like, why does this goal matter? And then I like to come up with three to five little steps to help me accomplish that goal. So what needs to happen to so achieve that So hold on, goal? stay stay with the why for a second. For like, yep. So I like this idea of we're, we're 10 goals, all right? I love the, the, the difference of like, okay, five personal, five professional potentially. You said sometimes you've had eight, sometimes you probably had more. Uh, it's sort of like you're working with the, the sort of what you have in that moment. Like it, it feels like, I always think about stuff like this, like where the juice is flowing. Right. You know what I mean? Like you might find like in your writing your list, like there's just some juice flowing around a couple of these things and, and it might be more than you thought or less than you thought. And you just want to honor focus on those ones, yes, you know? Exactly. And so it sounds like it's something you definitely are get to kind of follow your own way yes. about. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the why is there too, to kind of check yourself because sometimes I think yeah. we set a goal and then you're like, well, why am I even setting this goal? Like, why does this goal matter? So it's important to understand, like make sure, and if you have trouble coming up with a why, then I would probably chuck the goal in general or, or um, amend it to, to resonate with me somehow. But I want to just be able to say, you know, here's why this goal is important to me. Um, and then, like I said, after that, some, some tangible steps for each one, something like three to five, maybe six steps that need to happen over the next year. So here's an example. I'll, I'll give an example. So let's just say that you want to write a book. Maybe it's a goal to write a book in 2017. Your why might be, you know, because you have a lot to say about a topic. Maybe there's something that you just really feel like you need to, you have expertise, you want to put it out in the world, and you've always kind of dreamt of seeing your book on on the shelf of Barnes & Noble. That's kind of your why for writing a book next year. Then I want to come Mm -hmm. up with three to six mini steps. So, you know, what do I need to do? I probably need to write, you know... 10 pages every week next year. I need to, by, you know, the six month mark, I need to have a rough draft of the entire book. I need to start trying to connect with publishers. Maybe I need to take a class, whatever it is. I need to come up with three to six things that are going to, because this is the thing we hear, we hear this from our customers and fizzle all the time is like, cool. I want to have a business, but like, I have no idea what to do next. This is really scary. It's overwhelming. So when you can pick out a few things, it's actually really empowering. It's like, okay, great. I'd need to write 10 pages every week next, next year. I can do that. I can set, you know, I can put it in my calendar. I can find a time during the day that works for me, whatever the case may be, but you're not just setting a goal and walking away, patting yourself on the back, feeling good about it. You actually have a game plan for making progress with this goal next year. Okay. So this feels like where, um, your maturity and your your you know your like sort of awareness of how you normally do things, your maturity of like how you like where if you if you're sick of your own bullshit, basically, yeah. do you know what I yeah. mean? Like there's this there's this mode where you get sick s- of your own bullshit. Yeah, where you get sick of your own Absolutely. bullshit. <laughs> you know where you're like, I keep saying this shit and it never gets done. Yep, it never gets done. Yep, you know what I mean? Yes. So that's where it's like knowing having some maturity about that can go like. I don't know, because the more I more I write about about th- think about big projects like that, the more I go like, "This is gonna cost me some stuff, dude. This is gonna cost me, yeah, serious." And so the more you say yes to, the more you're like, "Okay." But if it's big enough, you're like, you want it bad enough, then being legit on top of, or not on top of, being honest with yourself about like what are these micro steps mm-hmm. to get there. That seems like that is the place where we bamboozle ourselves the most. Yes. Right, Steph? Do you, does that make sense? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think this is comes as a result. I, I mentioned loosely, but I have totally been the person who I write down my goals and then I'm like, great, I feel awesome. Yay, 2017. And then nothing gets done. And you know, it's like I got all the reward without doing any of the work. And this is why goal setting sucks for so many people, I think. Whereas if you actually you know, set yourself up First of all, you also are defending against making excuses in the coming year. So if you get to March and you haven't written a single word for your book, you can't say to yourself, well, I'm not writing a book this year. You can say, no, you know, I was supposed to write 10. I was supposed to write 10 pages a week. I didn't do it. I need to pick up and start doing that. So you actually know what to do instead of being like, well, I guess my book's not getting written this year. So for me, it's yeah. just kind of been like the thing that that uh, I know exactly what I need to do instead of just saying it and, and feeling good about it. So yeah, I like that. So this idea of like, it's the difference between going, do I want to do that goal or not? And it's basically when you know exactly the micro steps that you have to take, you're not constantly going back to the drawing board and going like, wait, do I really want to do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about writing a book. You're talking about writing 10 pages a week. Right. And I feel like, that, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you're talking about writing 10 pages a week, there's more of a chance that your book's going to get done than if you're talking about, if I'm, I'm going write, to write, write a book. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, know what totally. I mean? Like there's just something like when you focus on the little thing as a part of the big thing, you're just way this more likely like to succeed. This is like the task project management one-on-one exactly. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and this, this, 
Well, as I, as I was thinking about setting goal stuff um, in prep for this, really one of the only tactical things that I came up with was sort of this, this thing, this idea of writing your why, uh, having a sentence about why. And it's almost like, this is like a mantra, I find, with big projects, right? Like writing a book. Yeah. You almost need this like why mantra. Yeah. Something that you can go and you can go like, I, I really realize like I have been resisting doing this work. Right. I've lost touch with why I want to do it. Well, yeah. And, and then I feel like beyond that, there almost needs to be an, another meta check-in, which is, do I still even resonate with this? Why? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Totally. I actually, totally. and on that too, because so think about it, we're planning for the whole next year, right? I really like to refresh my goals about every six months. I could definitely make a case for every three months, although that's just very mm -hmm. time consuming and also uh, draining. It just requires a lot of energy. Um, so I think it's really important to come back at, at you know, at the six month mark and, and give those goals a refresh. And in fact, when you're doing this for 2017, recognize that you are going to refresh them. Like you're, it's going to change and that's okay. And you can, you can amend things like things are going to pop up in your life, but, um, just prepare for the fact that you can check back in with yourself come June and, um, figure out how you're going to finish off the rest of the year. Okay. I love this. What's your, and then you have one more step. Is that yeah, right? One more. And this one's, this one's just to kind of cap everything off. So at this point I, I probably, I, I may not have gone back and reread everything I've done so far. So what I like to do is go back and reread everything I've done, the brain dump, the what worked, the what didn't, what am I saying yes to, what am I saying no to, as well as my 10 goals. And then I kind of wait. This is kind of cheesy. <laughs> I hope you guys like no, it. We'll bring no, it on. No, <laughs> bring it on. You can't back down now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway. I like to see, usually like a word appears to me. I kind of wait for like a word mm -hmm. to kind of emerge. And I, and yeah. I just... That's my word for next year. And I just like to write it down, keep it in a couple different places, maybe at my desk, in my Gmail or something on my desktop. But I, I really feel, and I, you've, everybody's heard about picking a, a picking a word for next year, but I really feel strongly that a word will kind of like just appear to you. So I kind of reread and I wait and something usually pops up at me after I've done this. And that's that's my word for mm -hmm. next year. And I, I like to remind it, remind myself of it as the year goes on. So the last mm. one was my word, the mm. word, picking mm. a word of the year, waiting for the word for next year to emerge. Picking a word for the next year. Mm -hmm. Tell me about like why, why, like in the battlefield of everyday life, how has this word sort of somehow anchored you again or, or kept you on track when you could have totally fizzled out or something like that? I think so. I'll give an example. I I re I, I chose a new word. Uh, I think at like the six month mark last year. So or this I'm sorry in 2016 of this year, right? So if we think about where I was at at that point, I had so I had a ton going on. I was you know just given birth. I was really struggling with my new my identity as a new mom. So the word gentle appeared to me. We've talked about Chase. You I probably inspired this honestly because we've talked about being gentle to yourself, being kind, kind mm, to yourself mm. a lot on this show. And that resonated with me. So that was my word. So gentle was something that I just had to remind myself of because I'm beating myself up trying to figure out like where who I am in this new landscape of motherhood and all the crazy stuff that's happened to me personally. So sometimes I would just like look at that. I have it written on my desk and it's just, just gentle. And I would look at it and be like, give yourself a break, you know? So that's one example of it. Just kind of like something that you, it, it, you should be able to anchor to it and it should mean something that kind of gets you back on track. So another word I've used in the past, I think last January, my word was meaning. I wanted there to be a lot of mm. meaning in the first six months. I wanted to really feel like, like everything I was doing really had impact. So that was a word that emerged to me. And when I was doing something, I would look at meaning and I would think like, all right, let's make sure that I'm, you know, really making sure that I'm getting something out of what I'm doing every day, whether it's personal, professional, whatever. So I think that when you have that word and it means something to you, you can kind of remind yourself of, it, it's kind of just like that one word that encapsulates everything that you've done in this whole process, right? Because you did the yeah. brain dump, you've done what worked, what didn't, you've, you've, come up with all your goals. And then you're kind of like one word is sort of like just a symbol of all the work that you've done as you've envisioned what 2017 will be. Love it. I love this. I was just, I, you, you had mentioned, I think the word of the year thing um, recently. And I, I just Googled it because yeah. I was wondering, is this the thing? It looks like this is kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah Chris Gilbo always used to do that, right? Really? He, always, he had a word every year, I believe some, something okay. like I've heard, I've heard that, but I've never had it anchored in a process like yes. this before Steph. Yeah. That, um, cause I don't, I don't, I think, I think picking a word for the year is just bullshit. Right. right? But letting a word fall out yes. of this kind of work is the real deal. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like a word that is like your, yeah, like it just signals like where to look for the North Star and then you can guide yourself. Well, you know? yeah. And it's also like at the end of this process, you have you have a bunch of assets or or 
parts of your strategy yeah. or something for next yeah. year. But it's always really hard, you know, a month from now, let alone six months from now, to remember how all of those things fit together and mm -hmm. what it felt like when you were coming up with that plan and how you're going to stick it all together. So to find a word that kind of ties that all together and gives you just the essence of what all this meant, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, at the end of it, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And it kind of reminds you of what it feels like with work like this and stuff. Tell me if this has been your experience. What what it feels like with work like this is is that it um it can kind of sometimes feel hollow when you come back to it later on. Mm -hmm. There's so much that it means when you're in the process of it, uh, or potentially like when you're like in the right mode. For example, you might be in like I don't know if anybody else gets in like brainstorm or visionary modes the way I do. When it just comes really easy, like it's like it becomes really clear. Like oh, you're trying to do this when you're really like this is what you're built for. Mm -hmm. you know, and stick over, over here. But then I get into other modes, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and I don't, I don't remember. It's like, it's like, it's, it's intuitive at one point, but then I need this, I need some touchstones and some totems to kind of remind, like help me stay in that mode. Cause it very much feels like totem is a great word for it because yeah. you get, you get stuck in the muck and the mire of the day to day and you yeah. need something to bring you back to the focus. Because yeah. the work we're doing here is real deal. It's, it's like, you're saying here is who I'm deciding to be. Yes. Yeah. Do you know? Mm -hmm. And that is like compared to like, as opposed to who I just end up being, mm -hmm. you know, which who and like, I know I'm different than who I just end up being. Yeah. Like I, even though like that's who I end up being and I have grace for this person, you know, cause everybody's going through it. But I like, this is our life. This is our decision-making skills. Like we've got these brains, we've got these opportunities and heck, heck, Let's try it. Yeah. You know, like it, it's heck. I, Why the heck not? <laughs> one thing, it, one thing I have to say too is, and, and I can, I, I mean, obviously this is my process, right? So of course I'm like vying for it, but I just, I absolutely, I know without a doubt that doing this has made such a difference in my life. I've actually been doing this for a few years now. I did this before I joined Fizzle. And when I go back, I got, I got to pull that notebook out that I did that year, but I totally could have predicted that like I would land where I landed with you guys. I mean, I didn't know. Uh -huh. And I joined you guys in April when I was doing this in January. It just kind of helped me figure out like, what the, what do I really want my life to look like? What do I want this year to be? And then when, mm. you know, I think that there were, there were doors that existed that I could walk through that maybe I wouldn't have seen if I hadn't sat down and said like, what do I even care about this year? And don't worry about how mm. it's going to happen. Like I really do believe the path will appear, but when you know kind of what you're looking for, it is amazing how the landscape changes. And I think so. I think that having that intention at the beginning of the year, it absolutely changes. It's like the difference between we've talked about the um, check in and check out process that we do on our team, right? So yeah. checking in with each other about yeah. what we're going to do each week. I find that when I don't do that, I like stumble through the week and I'm like, what did I do this week? It's the exact same thing, but in, but looking at a whole year. So it's just, it's just yeah. having some intention as you go into the next year and figuring out what do I, what do I want to be able to say I did and what do I want to be able to say I felt like when I get to the end of next year. Mm. God, this is a really powerful process. I'm like pumped to do it. I, does that mean that, that this is for all my dudes out there who are who are like uh, aren't used to the the world of like buying a journal that uh, mm -hmm. that takes you through the year with like questions like like uh, what's your what's your power desire today? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the world of Danielle Laporte and all the planners and the things stuff that you've kind of taught me about, um, and that I see a little bit my my wife's getting into. You know, uh, and. And I've started, I've started journaling every day. I think I mentioned this last show where it's like, I just write like quick values and quick, like grateful for, mm -hmm. and then I use the rest of the page for whatever thoughts I'm thinking through that day, you know? So it might be writing a blog post. It might be uh, doing some Christmas present planning or whatever, right? Just like, it just ends up being sort of a sketch pad for me over there. And sometimes bigger ideas develop. And I've really, there's something been really great about that process. But if I'm honest, that feels like like a, a fraction of the kind of work that this is. And I feel like throughout the year doing that daily thing, because what's great about it is it's super simple. It doesn't cost me anything. Like I, I it, it helps me stay in the mode that I want mm -hmm. to stay in. But once at, doing that after I've got this kind of clarity is what I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. And just kind of real, I don't know. Think about goals, man. Goals suck, right? Here's some. Here's one of my fears about goals. My goals suck because you're not the same person you are when you get there as you were when you set them, right? Right. So you might not. You mentioned this early. You might not even like this thing once you get to it, mm -hmm. right? Goals also suck because if you set the wrong goal, you burn out. 
Right. Right. If you set a goal that isn't aligned with what you're really like, where your juices really run, you know, you just burn out. You're just trying to get this thing to get this thing. Why you want that thing? Right. You, it requires some wisdom. It requires requires some spiritual or or uh, at least uh, self awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, some sort of wisdom, some sort of maturity to go like, oh yeah, which requires like a sense of like, I don't care if the whole world doesn't know my name or I don't care. You know, those standard sort of like things that get us going and real egotistical yeah. that don't actually nourish us. Yep. You got to have some sort of knowledge about that, some depth about that stuff. Because once you do, and you can kind of go through this, and the goals that you end up with aren't like things that just like seem really egotistical and non-nourishing, but rather they're like, these are creative endeavors, which I'll have to sacrifice some of my like, you know, Jimmy Fallon time to, to really do this. And my family's going to have to pay a little bit for this too, but they love me and they know this is a part of me. And they, and it's almost like we've talked about this before with, uh, with talking to your, uh, spouse in entrepreneurship, you kind of, it's really important to get that buy-in mm-hmm. from your spouse. Like, Hey, Here's what we're doing. Here's why. Here's why I think this might work, but I'm not totally sure. It's a hypothesis, et cetera. You know, getting that buy-in from your spouse uh, or the people you live with or the people you're doing life near on your goals could be another one of those things, like a mastermind group. This would be a great exercise for a mastermind group after everybody's done the work to kind of come together and get a little like sort of here, let let someone else know what you're heading towards, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's embarrassing. I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. This is exciting stuff. Yeah, and I think one thing too, you mentioned this a couple minutes ago, Chase, but I just was reminded of it. You know, when you're, when you blindly set goals or, you know, you just kind of set goals to set them and then you get a couple months in, you're like, ah, and you just, you lose that. You're sort of like sometimes excited about it, sometimes not. When you've Mm. put everything on paper, because some people I think will probably be like, well, I can just think through this stuff. But there is a magic of putting pen to paper because I actually like to read through this a few times a year. I actually read through it probably once a month. And, reconnect with what I was thinking. And and sometimes I do amend it. Sometimes I will fix it and refresh it. But then I don't have to worry about getting in and out of that mode because it's all like I've done Mm -hmm. that work. The work is done and I can just read it and and be, I seriously get re-energized just by reading it. That's been my experience. So does that really, does that really happen? You kind of like get connected back to that person who was having this clarity. Absolutely. With the mindset that I will probably read like you do have to be graceful, give yourself some grace in terms of knowing that when you get to six months, you're probably going to be a little bit off track. And like I said, plan to refresh. I absolutely like, I usually get to the six month mark. I open up my notebook and I'm like, oh, I said I was going to write a book this year. I didn't do anything. Maybe I'll tackle that now instead of being like, oh, I didn't do it. You know, now, now it's half over. I'm not going to do it. So I think you have to do, you do have to approach it with some, uh, I don't know, some forgiveness of, of your future self, like things are that's, going to yeah. go off track and that's okay. That's part of part of being gentle with yourself about this stuff yes. is is there is a necessary I don't knowness in this. And if you approach it too str- with too much strength, right. what can end up happening is you uh you think you knew more than you knew, and then when you get there, you turn into a bad dad. You know, right, and right. you're going like, you should have, you should, I can't believe this. You always do this. See, I totally knew that, you know, yeah. Like, like it's like, and that there's growth doesn't come from that, you know, and even though as much as your football coach wants you to think it does, do you know, do you know what I mean? Just yeah, talking yeah. crap and doing stuff. And sometimes there is physical, like actual things you can bl- blow through when you do, when you, when you can dig down and find that motivation. But for me personally, and this is where I differ from everyone else in my family, uh, is, uh, that just that loses its power real fast. Yep. That's just like that's just that's not the kind of strength that we're talking that about that you need to have to finish this stuff. That comes kind of from surrender <laughs> to the fact that you might fail. And then it's the kind of feeling you get when you're reading Elizabeth Gilbert, where it's just this kind of wisdom, this kind of gentleness with yourself. Because when you pursue something out of that, it actually can be way more fierce than because you'll last, you can potentially last forever doing that thing. You know what I mean? You have a sustainable engine towards your creative yeah. goals rather than just a deadline, just a like, I'm, I feel good about myself if I've done this thing, you know? Right. Yeah. And also I think it's, it's just really easy to um, set goals because in the abstract, you might think to yourself, well, wouldn't it be nice if I had accomplished X, like X yeah. being writing a book? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That would be great mm-hmm. if I had been an author, Yeah. you know, a year from now. <laughs> right. That's good. I like that. But on the other hand, do I have time to do that? Yeah. Do I want to do the work? Wouldn't it be great to that? try lots of wine between here and there too? Right. <laughs> yeah. Aren't there a million other things that I want to yeah. do as well? Yeah. Um, 
And, and, and then also just realistically, maybe some of those things that you want to do is to watch every episode of Game of Thrones four times. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. You can do that. And that's where, that's where it's like, this is coming up to you. This is really coming up to you. And what I love about this empowerment of, and this is, by the way, this is something that's very different about Fizzle than I've noticed a lot of other, um, a lot of other places. And it probably will become more common, uh, to be honest, because we just, it's just a better mind science than, than other ways of doing things. But it's this sense that like, listen, we can give you the tr- the teaching and the training and we can even set up the the weekly calls that we do inside of Fizzle and other things like the forums to give you as much support as you can, as you, as you need. Right. But you still are going to have to take it. Like freedom is actually has to be taken. Freedom ain't free. Freedom ain't free, man. That's why I keep <laughs> telling all these guys, man, I'm writing these songs, freedom ain't free. Uh, uh, yeah, right, man. Uh, that's another one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why don't we get drunk and yeah, that one around in my truck? You know what's getting really big right now is where my dudes, where my dudes at. <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> um, but the 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 sense that that uh, I don't know, I'm trying to like roll that into some. <laughs> 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 nice try. It's not going. Anywhere. Trying, it's not going anywhere. That was just exciting. Who are you kidding? But you guys, we should we should settle up here. I think we set Steph. Anything what's anything it, else to tabs, say, Steph? Steph? What do we owe you? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. This is some rich tips. I'm so glad you guys like this. This is like my this is like something I get so pumped to do. It's really nice, I think, especially around this time of year, because there tends to be a little bit of downtime. Recharge your batteries through the holidays and then, you know, get yourself a good strong cup of coffee and sit down and do this in an inspiring place. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you'll have some fun with it. That is my guarantee. I put my guarantee yeah, on. Yeah, okay. I like that guarantee. And you know what? I'm gonna add a guarantee to that. If you then share this, what you end up with. Uh, with somebody that you're close to, that you feel safe with, um, that could potentially help you just like every every so often just asking about how it's going. Uh, someone who who validates these things about you even more than just a, a personal sort of, I feel like I should do this and I'm going to do it and it's going to be difficult and I'm going to go for it. If you can just share that with one other person, even better if you've got a mastermind group and some sort of process for this. Uh, but that can go a long way to getting it out of just your head, out of off of just the page, because we've gotten out of the head onto the page, and we made some decisions, and and we've got some some why and some micro goals, and we've got our word for the year and stuff. But if we can get that now, this is one thing I learned about suffering with depression is if you could just if you could just get that tell like my <laughs> people ask me all the time like why well, how do you what's like what helps people with depression I'm like well here's the thing you you tell your wife. Uh, I'm feeling depressed right now and I don't know why. And then she says, let's watch 100 movies on Netflix. <laughs> that's my personal, that's oh, my nice. personal fix for depression. Yeah. And she never says that, but something like that. It's a fix more of, it is, it is a, uh, yeah, it's being, cram it down it's, further. You, you're, yeah. being, you're being, but it starts with gentleness. It starts being sure. gentle. It starts being gentle rather than like, you sh- you're stupid for being, feeling like this. You're stupid for wanting to get these goals done. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're stupid that you haven't already done this. Right. You're stupid for it. Like that voice is, just a gremlin and i know a lot of people listening to the show deal with that absolutely um and so if you can just get it into some like one other person it's like such an act of bravery just to share this and to be vulnerable this way uh but i i hope that that could end up being uh, i think that could that could just do one more step towards solidifying this stuff for you yeah mm-hmm. anything else corbett no i love it um yeah, we should, uh, the show notes for this will yeah. be where? Fizzleshow.co slash 194. I'm going to have them all written out yep. so you can follow the thing. And I, You know what? I kind of want to do like a little download for this thing. I want to do like a little ta- download, print it out, and then just, and like, here's the prompts and and get your notebook out. So you can take the just the paper and your notebook. You, have you ever done that, guys, where you just like intentionally don't bring your computer somewhere? Like you intentionally don't bring your computer, you just bring a notebook. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Not, it's not like, since the late nineties. It feels like uh, <laughs> it feels like burning the bridge as you go. So like, yeah. at least I know I'm not going back there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like really a very your phone at the same time, and you Dude, got really got something. Seriously, yeah. You'll be amazed, like how wh- how different a uh, way of being that is. Yep. So maybe we maybe people could do before that. before we wrap things up. Yeah. Um, Steph, how's that private little side project you got going on? Oh yeah, is we there have, any, uh, anything oh, anything coming Something's out? Something's brewing. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It's I a- saw some people on Twitter writing you. Yeah, there's a, oh, really? there's, a there's a tiny yeah. little buzz that's starting to starting to simmer. Oh, it's a it's a flurry. Yeah. It's a little flurry. Yeah. So we've got yeah. uh, got something coming in early January. I think something pretty mm-hmm. damn good. If I'm honest, if I'm, I'm honest, excited about and this. I think yep. I am. Yeah. All right, guys. I have been Chase Warman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Steph Crowder. And we'll see you there, or we'll see you on another time. 
So there you have it. All right. Fizzleshow.co slash 194 is where you are going to find the guide. I made the guide. I made this worksheet toolkit thing to walk you through each of these steps. And I made it so that you could print it out and take it with your notebook to the cafe or library or wherever you feel the most sort of open (laughs) to yourself, right? You can get it right now at fizzleshow.co slash 194. That is also where you can comment on this episode, where you can share it with your friends, etc. Here's an iTunes rating from Ocean Addict in the U.S. of A. who gave us three stars and said, one bad apple. <laughs> the hosts are rock solid, except one is a complete likes-to-hear-himself type. Hyperstatic spaz. <laughs> Sometimes hard to bear. Basic entrepreneurial info with good reminders. <laughs> Hyperstatic spaz. That's good. I deserve that. I totally do. uh, Here's another one from Jay Venny. I can't end on just a three-star hyperstatic spaz, as good as it is. I I gotta go one further. Absolutely phenomenal from Jay Venny, who says, I listen to a lot of podcasts, mostly podcasts for entrepreneurs, and this, by far, is my favorite one. The level of knowledge mixed with the personalities is a perfect combination. It's insightful, entertaining, and extremely helpful. This is definitely one to give a listen to because you will not be disappointed. Ah, Jay, thank you so much. Ocean Addict, oh my God, you nailed it. And I apologize. (laughs) Which one do you think is right? Five stars or three or one? I don't know. But I would love to hear what you think of the show. You can leave us a review at iTunes. And now here's the thing. It's more than just me reading it and sharing it with the team. It's also, it helps other people to find this show. So if this show has meant something to you, if us putting this work into it has meant something to you, please just open iTunes, search for The Fizzle Show, and click write a review. I would love to read out your review on the air. I, uh, I normally end these things with little quotes. I found this one today from Alan Watts. And so, therefore, it's so important to consider this question. What do I desire? Oh, I like that. And so, therefore, it's so important to consider this question. What do I desire? I hope you do this goal-setting exercise. And I hope it helps clear up some of that what-you-desire stuff. And then I hope you can make a little plan towards working towards it because no one else is going to do it for you. And when you're ready, we'll be here at Fizzle. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. We'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>